we saw the changes that were happening on Pinterest and we, and we're certain that Pinterest is favoring e-commerce in particular, and there's a ton of different reasons why, but we saw a few things happen in 2020 and 2021 that we could just see this is a big direction and a big push that, that they go in. Hey folks, and welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon and private label sellers and e-commerce operators. I'm Michael Vizu, your host. Today, we are continuing with our uh, conversation with Craig Lewis of Pin and Grow. Craig is a Pinterest expert specifically for e-commerce owners. And that beautiful level of focus means that what he has to offer is very, very helpful, very powerful stuff. Uh, savvy di- direct-to-consumer e-commerce store owners have known for years that Pinterest can be a secret traffic source and Amazon sellers are now really realizing that that can be very helpful as well. So we're going to talk through the classic mistakes that many people make today. We're going to continue with our list, which we started in the last episode. So if you didn't catch that and this podcast, um, this Pinterest interests you rather, then do catch that episode. But in the meantime, um, happy listening and hope you find this really, really helpful in growing your Pinterest traffic and overall growing your e-commerce business. Enjoy the show. One of the things about branding that people miss is they think it's about a logo or a color set. And I, I think it, it's about a logo or a color set that resonates with your market, first of all. But secondly, it's being massively consistent. And, and the good brands have brand guidelines that are very specific about the logo and the colors and where you use them and, and a whole document about that. And I think that's one of the things that I see missing with early yeah. stage entrepreneurs. That consistency isn't there. And, and it's very hard to get unless you make a conscious effort. So I, yeah. I can understand, I can completely forgive and understand why that would be, but you've just yeah. given concrete evidence of why it's really yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. Very important. interesting. What's the next error that you. So this is related to a new feature. So in the last year, what Pinterest rolled out was something called a story pin and a story pin was essentially the same as Instagram stories and Facebook stories. They on Pinterest, they rolled it out and they pushed it quite hard but it flopped, it didn't function. It, you couldn't take an action, if that makes sense. All you could do is view within Pinterest app itself. You couldn't actually do anything. There was no links. There was no, there wasn't anything you could interact with as, any, as a user on Pinterest. Creators stopped using them and it just died out. But what they uh, put in its place is something called an idea pin. And an idea pin, in my opinion, are very powerful because what you can do, you can essentially tell a story. So the, the best analogy for this, before we go into the details is it's the same as running or creating an Instagram story where you have multiple images, or you can take something for a video for 30 seconds, and then you can create multiple different slides. It's the same concept, same as Facebook store. Pinterest are done with the new idea pin, which is amazing for e-commerce owners <clears throat> is you can add a clickable link and that clickable link takes you to the product listing on the shop feature of Pinterest for your brand. So what this is essentially doing is it's guiding users to make a buy, make a purchase, make a, de- uh, a buy-in decision or take a buy-in decision based on the products. And what tends to happen is I don't know why, but most brands are not putting that link into their story, whether they think, whether they're not realizing that Pinterest has changed from a story pin to an idea pin with a clickable link. Maybe that's where the, the mistake is happening, but you can now add a link into this from the start, right through to the finish of a store, uh, an idea pin, and you can link that directly to products. So if you are making idea pins, definitely add it in 
the clickable link, which can at the minute can be done on a mobile app. So you can't use the laptop. You need to do this in, in the mobile. So you can put everything up on the, using the laptop, but that link you need to use for the phone. Great. And this would come under the, the heading of perhaps sort of positive hacks, which is to say it's not a hack trying to get around the algorithm. It's just, it's a little way of doing it. It's a little bit yeah. awkward. You have to use the mobile app. Most people don't know it exists. Yeah. So that's, but that's really positive because it's what Pinterest wants you to do. So that's an example of using a fairly hidden feature that maybe they're not banging on about enough, yeah. but on the other hand, it's absolutely what they want. And, and by the way, the best way to get an algorithm side is to use a thing they really want other people to use, but most people aren't using it yet. That's why TikTok looks so sexy, folks. I hate to break it to you, but in about 2.7 years or whatever it is, they're going to start charging the heck out of you to reach your audience, just like Facebook did, like everybody does. It's not subtle. Yeah. But that, the reason it looks so good is because you're aligned with their strategy not fighting it <laughs> so this is really good i like this a lot now I mean, the next mistake oh, sorry i was just gonna say as an example of how much they're pushing this where because my agency is part of what's called a pinterest partner approved partner program we have some access to some information that's not like freely available one of those information <clears throat> items that we have is it's very likely that the end of this quarter or the beginning of next quarter is that the story pins that I mentioned with the clickable link, they will be able to be run as paid advertising. And once that happens, that's going to significantly change how ads, I think, are going to be run on Pinterest. They're going to have uh, the same strip like you have with the stories of Facebook and Instagram. I think that will feature very heavily for Pinterest and there's going to be paid ads within that function as well. So there you go. So my prediction for TikTok is pretty much coming true for everyone, which is to say <laughs> they're commercial companies and they have to monetize and the way they monetize is ads. So it's actually inevitable that they're going to do that at some point, right? So they're not there to provide a service for the sake of it. And But that means, again, if you get into it now while it's organic, you're going to get better value traffic. And also once you've got good at, at sussing out the detail of exactly what creates clicks and ultimately sales, which by the way, leads to attribution questions we'll have to talk about later. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. The seventh mistake, I'm going to just reveal this because I, I'm curious about this. You said don't use a scheduler. So how I'm a bit afraid immediately as somebody who's always trying to sort of figure out how to not spend his entire life on social media whilst run a business. How do we get around doing this at scale? That sounds a bit scary. So <clears throat> I think it's probably better to like maybe pre-qualify this with what we've tested because we didn't want this to be true <laughs> because using a scheduler reduces upfront time and back-end time of pinning, especially when you're pinning on volume. Like at the minute we pin, before we realized this had happened, we were pinning anything from 10 to 15 times a day per client every day. However, 2020, towards the end of 2020, and then most of last year, all of the clients' accounts that we were using and uh, were active on Pinterest, we were using a scheduler. And we were using a very specific scheduler because <clears throat> it's part of Pinterest's approved partner program. So it's basically an approved integration that Pinterest said is approved and it's okay to use. So we, we used this one. We wouldn't even use any others because some accounts were getting shut down for not using very specific schedulers. So it's okay, we're just going to use this one. What looked like, well, it didn't look like it definitely ha happened. All of the clients' accounts <clears throat> that we tested at this particular time in 2021, they were slowly declining day by day, <clears throat> small percentage, like very, very small percentages. And if you looked at like day by day, you couldn't really see it. But then when you zoomed out and looked at the course of the year, 
this was not seasonal. This was not like a fluctuation in anything. It looked like, and we're pretty certain that using a scheduler was dampening down the reach of any content that was pinned through the scheduler. So what we did was <clears throat> one, one account at a time, we started manually pinning and we slowly started to see accounts that were notoriously high with traffic. So this dip with using a scheduler, then we pulled them out of the scheduler and manually did everything slowly. And we saw the account begin to rise again, back up to higher levels than before. So that was interesting. We had to figure out what to do. Fortunately, Pinterest has a very, what's the word, basic scheduler within the platform. So you can actually schedule pins ahead of time for up to 14 days ahead using Pinterest's own scheduler. So if you know your peak times, which you can pick up from your Shopify analytics or Google analytics and in Pinterest analytics, it will tell you when people are interacting with the images the most on it with your account. So you can pick the peak times and days to still pin at the right times, even though you can't schedule past 14 days in advance using Pinterest scheduler, you, you can definitely still do this. And it's something that we do and we pin anything from, depends what the account is, but anything from five to 10 times a day. So the, the volume has come down, but we've seen the reach go up from not using schedulers and, and manually pinning through Pinterest. Yeah. But on the other hand, it does sound like you're actually using a scheduler. It's just not an external one. And it's, it's yeah, just, 14 days, it depends how organized you are. For me, 14 days in advance sounds enough. Obviously yeah. in your case, you're running an agency, then yeah, there's a bit of a nightmare, but most people don't have quite that level of intensity with Pinterest yeah. use. So that sounds like there's a way around it. Well, I'm breathing a sigh of relief because I was just thinking, I oh, know another social media account to manually manage. I know LinkedIn yeah. was very funny about scheduling a while ago and yeah. they all go through waves of being precious with this stuff, don't they? Uh, again. They're trying to wrestle control from us and we're trying to manage the process. That's quite reassuring. So last uh, couple of mistakes. I think they wanted, I, I, like same with all platforms, they want people to actually be on the site. With Scheduler, you don't even need to log into Pinterest. You could just do it off-site essentially. But yeah, I think that's the direction they've gone. So it's not something that we use anymore. Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, of course, they want you to be engaged and wasting your time. And we all just want to be efficiently getting it done and moving on because we're trying to be yeah. businesslike. So, yeah, I could see yeah. that tension. Okay, what's our next mistake? Yeah, this is quite common. And I think it's because just I don't think people realize. But if we go back to the first couple of points, it's well, Pinterest is a search engine. Relevancy is important. SEO is important. So one of the key things to do any time a pin goes out via the Pinterest share dealer, the first time that pin goes out, it must go to the most relevant board first. So by most relevant board, <clears throat> let's say you have a piece of content that is, I'm just going to make this up because it's the only one I can think of at the minute. Let's say you have a piece of content that is called 10 benefits of matcha powder on your board, on your Pinterest account, there, was, there are likely going to be a number of like boards that are mildly related to that topic, but the more specific it can be, that's the board to pick. So if you have a board called matcha or a board called health benefits of matcha or benefits of matcha, that is the one to pin to. <laughs> pin to the most relevant board first and always. There is also an argument right now, and again, it's not something we've tested fully, but we're only pinning the same piece of content once. 
So that means it has to go to the, to, to the most relevant board first because we're not pinning that piece of content again for a long time. So it has to be the most specific and relevant board first. And this is something that Pinterest have talked about like dozens of times in live interviews and live streams that they've done. And they keep saying over and over again, the relevancy is important. Just pay attention to that one <laughs> uh, and just pin to the most relevant first. Absolutely. And any search engine relevancy is the most important thing, isn't it? It's the same Google or Pinterest. It's all about relevancy on Amazon. It's mostly about relevancy, but also whether you buy stuff, but any search engine based thing, the number one thing is relevant results, right? If clients, yeah. uh, if searches don't get that, they're going to move away from the platform. So you can see why you're aligning yourself with the long-term health of the platform. That's going to be, again, it's going to be hard to imagine a time when relevancy isn't going to be important on any of those platforms. Good. So last couple of mistakes. What's the next one? Yeah, I actually just uh, said this by accident because it ties into the relevancy factor is before, and this actually goes back to, I think the Pinterest algorithms approved and is less spam on the site. So pre 2020, you could take an image, you could make a pin and you could link it to a site, uh, link it to your site, product or piece of content. And you could take that pin and you could pin it over and over and over and over again. So if you saw a pin was doing well and it was getting traction organically, it would be absolutely fine to then just keep repeating that pin. Sometimes in the same time frame of an hour, you could just keep pinning the pin and the pin it and it would grow. It would continue to grow and go viral. That's changed a lot. So you can't do that now. If you do, it dampens down the reach of the original version of the pin. I guess the mistake is to, to not keep repinning the same thing over and over again. One and done is a, a totally fine mindset to have. The only time that wouldn't come into play is if you have something that's very seasonal. So let's take uh, Christmas as an example. If you pin something around Christmas, because it's a Christmas piece of content and it links. Yes, pin it the year it goes out, but then it, it's probably going to be just fine to pin it again the same time next year because such a long time period has passed. If it did well, you could reuse that again. Yeah, I guess <laughs> if there's that much consistency in people's use of a single platform over the entire year, then that's uh, it's a pretty quality problem to have. But yeah, I'd imagine that does make sense. I could see that. As you say, the platform's just getting more sophisticated, so we just need to roll with that rather than fighting it by the sound of it. Mistake number 10, last one. Yeah, so again, this goes back to, I think, maybe Pinterest, <laughs> not knowing what they were entirely until quite recently. Previously, like hashtags were a thing and you would see dozens and dozens, it would be hundreds of accounts put hashtags everywhere. So they would have them in the description of the pin. They'd have them in the uh, description box for boards. They would be everywhere. Sometimes people were putting them in the bio on their account. And what, what, what happened is spammers and bots caught on to hashtags being on Pinterest and they were hijacking very popular content. And what they would do is they would find extremely popular content for individual hashtags, steal that pin and then redirect it to their own site. And that was a big issue for a long time. Like stealing pins is an issue in Pinterest, but it doesn't seem to be as bad as when people were using hashtags. So the hashtags are actually making it easier for spammers and bots to hijack really good content and redirect it to their site. So. And it, we still see it now. We still see people using hashtags now, even though Pinterest have literally come out and said, stop using it. You're making it easy for your content to be hijacked and stolen. But we're still seeing it pop up time and time again. So 
yeah, just take them all out and just use that space for descriptions and keywords and phrases instead. So much better strategy. Nice. Okay. So it's pretty simple. So let me get this straight. Pinterest allows you to use hashtags, but they're telling you not to. Is that correct? Yeah. So they are changing this. They are changing (laughs) it slightly. So before, anytime you put a hashtag in, it would turn blue, like a hyperlink. Now when you put a hashtag in, you don't get the blue hyperlink. So they're slowly phasing this out. And I think what people are doing is they're just using the hashtag and it's just taking up space. Whereas before it was a legitimate link, like you use on, on Instagram. And when it was a link and it was something you could click on, that's when like the problems were with people stealing pens. It's interesting that the Instagram seems to be coming up a lot as a sort of comparison point because it sounds like almost Pinterest thought they were Instagram for a while and it's not how Pinterest works and they're figuring this out. And as you figured out through your, your testing and extensive testing across a lot of different brands, I'm guessing because you're an agency yeah. owner, then they're actually the truth is that Pinterest is a search engine and that's how it works. And Pinterest is working that out. So it seems like really that the danger is don't treat it like Instagram to put in a nutshell, including yeah. hashtags. The stories don't work the same. It's yeah. not about likes, comments, engagements, or hearts. Whereas it feels like Instagram is almost all about that. I'm, I'm a bit prejudiced against Instagram and I need to be careful because that doesn't mean people aren't making millions using it correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same with any platform, but it's interesting how the, the, the way of thinking and the use cases, it, because it visually looks similar, yeah. it is fooling people because it's vastly different. So that's very interesting. And listen, you're obviously very expert in, in this stuff. You've done some deep diving and some proper testing. So if people want to actually get you to do this, because it obviously sounds like a lot of work to do well, like anything done properly. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you guys offer. Yeah. So essentially we have, it's a done for you service, 100% done for you with all of our clients. And our core offer is we will start, run, grow and manage all of your organic growth and paid advertising at the same time. So that's our core offer. It's we will take care of all of the organic uh, work and we'll also take care of all of the paid advertising, including making the creative setting, optimizing and monitoring all of the paid ad campaigns. And yeah, just everything that is involved with paid and organic. Great. And just to be very clear on, on Pinterest, sorry, there I'm getting confused on (laughs) Pinterest only, right? You just do Pinterest, nothing else. We only do Pinterest. Yeah. And I think, um, we saw all the changes that were happening on Pinterest and we, and we're certain that Pinterest is favoring e-commerce in particular, and there's a ton of different reasons why, but we saw a few things happen in 2020 and 2021 that we could just see this is a big direction and and big push that that they're going in. Yeah. We only do Pinterest and we only work with e-commerce brands. Fantastic. Really super focused. I like that a lot. I know you guys also offer a, a few different things like you've got a real-time dashboard that people can monitor stuff on. That's really reassuring. Yeah. What else is Fundly going to experience working with you guys? Yeah. So one of the things we implemented at the end of last year is we, so the paid advertising platform on Pinterest is great, but there's a ton of data behind it and it's a bit full on if you don't know what, what you're looking for and where you're going. So if we're running paid ad campaigns for clients, and we were just making our own reports or sending someone to like the analytics part of the paid ads. It's quite a hassle to try and figure out what to do and where to look for the specifics of a campaign. Or what we've done this year <clears throat> is we've created our own real time dashboard that's interactive. So you can change the dates. You can see the spend. You can see the click through rate. You can see the return, uh, 
on ad spend to add the carts and also for the uh, checkouts as well. And it changes so you can see when things are happening like as much as you can in real time. And the feedback we've had from clients is this is easier to use. It's just one sheet or one uh, document that changes when you're using your phone or uh, upload doing on the laptop. So the feedback provided has been yeah pretty good so far. Nice. I like it. A lot of platforms, and I'm not really familiar with the Pinterest one in that level of detail because I've not used Pinterest paid ads myself, but yeah. I know that Google Analytics particularly, but Google ad platforms just, and a lot of the ones out there can be pretty unuser-friendly, to put it politely. And the, the yeah. interface is just, I don't know, some somehow nobody's ever told these guys that most of us don't want all that data and that it's horribly presented, yeah. that there's a billions to be made consulting with Google about that. But I think you guys have obviously seen that coming. And I think that's important, the visibility of stats, right? So that you, two things. Number one is that you understand whether a platform's working for you and your brand. And number two, that you can see, and this is a really critical point with PPC agencies generally in the Amazon space, but also in your case, if you're using an agency, you need to have visibility of financially the return on investment for that. And it sounds like you've got a nice clarity there. So that's really cool yeah. to hear. So what's, if people want to get a, a bit more of a taste of what you do before committing to working with you, I know you're offering a free audit, which is great for listeners. So tell us a little bit more about what people will get. Yeah. So essentially if you, if anyone listened to this, when they listen to this work and obviously uh, they feel Pinterest would be a good fit for their own product, what they can do is if they go to the contact page on my site, which is pinandgrow.com, uh, you'll see the contact page. When you've, if you book, um, a, a slot in the calendar and tell us about your brand, fill in the questions. And then at the bottom, there's a section for other. And if they put the name of your podcast in and say that they've listened to the show, we will audit, uh, the Pinterest account. If they have one, if they don't have a Pinterest account, we will do an overview of a brand analysis to look for suitability because obviously not every brand is going to be suitable. So we will give a decision on, is this a good fit or is this not a good fit? Yeah, really helpful. And by the way, that assessment of, is this for you is, uh, often overlooked. Everyone so goes, oh, TikTok, I'm just going to do that. And Pinterest, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And often the most valuable decision is don't do this or not yeah. at this stage or, or whatever. So that's very valuable. So just go to www.pinandgrow.com folks and fill in the contact form. Mention either podcast 10K Collective or Amazing FBA and uh, you'll get that. I know the one thing you've got coming up that's not there yet we should look out for is a free training yeah. Facebook group, right? Which may, but judging by our schedule, we're live late February, we may be going live with the podcast episodes probably in April. So this may be there. So if you're listening, this may already be live. Tell us a bit about that. Give us a bit of a tease. Yeah. So essentially between myself and my paid ads team, we're going to the rest of my organic team as well. We're essentially going to make a Facebook group. The Facebook group's only going to be for e-commerce owners to understand Pinterest. Within that group, we're going to give away as much content as possible. And what that means is we're going to drip feed over time, all of the information you'd ever need to start a brand on Pinterest using organic and paid advertising. So we're going to literally give everything. I, I think I mentioned this to someone the other day and it was, I, I would, one of the vision items of the group, and I guess the mission of the group is to give away as much as possible, give away what other people are charging for, because we don't make our money essentially on content. What we're doing is we're bringing people in, helping them figure stuff out and then come to us when they're ready to handle everything to us. That's how our model works for the Facebook group. 
Yeah, very generous. So I'm just thinking if I were a Pinterest trainer, I'd be quaking in my boots because you're going to take away my <laughs> income. Fortunately, not the case. And uh, that's a very generous offer. Obviously, the fact that you're an agency and therefore that's where you make your money means that in terms of training can be very generous, which is fantastic. So look out for that. If if you've got a, a URL or, or a place people can go already that you know about, or, or is that going to be coming up? Yeah, what I can do is I can provide the link for my Facebook profile. It's quite active at the minute in terms of posting content around Pinterest and some other stuff that supports it. So yeah, anyone that's listening can listen, uh, can li- click the link to the my uh, Facebook profile as well. That's so probably that's... the most active one. Right okay. Now. And and how do people get to a Facebook profile? Have you got a, a redirect to that from Pin and Grow or, or is it just going yeah, to Facebook? It, yeah, it'll be on Facebook, but we'll also be on uh, the website as well. If it's not, okay. I would not tell Great. So people need to look for Craig Lewis, presumably, or you call Craig Lewis Pin and Grow. What's your sort of Facebook? Yeah. Craig Lewis. Okay. I was just thinking there's probably quite a few Craig Lewis. Yeah, we will put a redirect uh, from our, the 10K Collective site. And folks, if you're, if you're listening or watching, 10kcollective.com is where you will find the latest podcast episodes for this, including this one. Well, Craig, that's been fantastic. We were supposed to be talking about Pinterest attribution, but actually there's been a lot to deep dive into here. So let's put a pin in that, not to phrase. And I'm sure you hear that that joke a lot of times. <laughs> and yeah. let's revisit that another time because I'd be very interested in that. But that's frankly going to be for a very small percentage of the audience that is really nerding out about attribution. But this has been a really useful list. Could you just summarize what your list of the 10 mistakes that people make? And then that, that will be a really useful summary for people. Yeah, certainly. Let me just go back to the top. Just should I get the right uh, order? So yeah, mistake one is uh, avoid using it like a social media platform. Avoid having irrelevant boards on your account. So keep it hyper-focused and specific to your brand of products. Trying to beat the algorithm and just play the game. So know what the algorithm is. It's a search engine, so use it in, in, uh, for all intended purposes. Have a call to action on your images as much as possible and be clear about what the image is and what's behind it. Have text that's congruent with the image and the content behind the image. So on your site, uh, be as clear as possible. Number six is add the link into the idea pin and link this to your product on your Pinterest account. Uh, avoid using a scheduler. So Avoid using a third-party scheduler. That's probably a more accurate way to describe it. Use the Pinterest scheduler and uh, schedule 14 days in advance if you can. Uh, Pin to the most uh, relevant board first. So don't be scattered in the approach. Be as relevant and specific as possible. And then number nine is have the mindset of one and done. (laughs) Just pin Pin a very good image with very good text into the most relevant board first and don't pin that, don't pin that again. And then number 10, avoid using hashtags unless you're a fan of people stealing your content. (laughs) 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 Yeah, great. I I love the fact that basically what you're doing is what Pinterest is telling you to do, but still allows you to don't use hashtags. So that's, uh, we're we're almost ahead of Pinterest if we don't use hashtags really, but we're doing what they wish they could stop people doing that's uh, it's very funny that yeah. they still allow you to do something they're telling you not to do but i guess yeah. things go through waves right like us they're busy experimenting all the time yeah um, so that's great a nice clean 10 part checklist to go through and I, I bet that i i can't imagine there's anyone listening who isn't making at least two or three of those mistakes so that's really super valuable as you said you're giving away and crazy levels of, of value because that's not how you guys make your money so that's really helpful and valuable quite excited to find an off Amazon platform that I believe has a very rational sort of 
principle behind it that it is a search engine, but it's a visual search engine. And for me, the link with e-commerce is inevitable. And I, I'm amazed. Yeah. I'm delighted that Pinterest has realized this because that sounds like they're going to align themselves with us as e-commerce sellers and our needs. So that's really delightful to, to know. And last thing, Craig, is just to say many thanks for coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. I been good fun. And I hope people that listen to this back that were maybe confused about Pinterest or thinking about starting it, maybe they can take some of these and avoid making the, these mistakes when they get started. Great. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.